Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? What's good? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. It is week. Well, I guess for us, it's still kind of week two. We got some football games we got to watch tonight as we record this podcast, getting ready to release tomorrow. So the uh, Monday Night Football stuff won't be in the show. But uh, we're headed into week three already. So that's fun. Man, that's uh, uh, kind of crazy, isn't we it? We dominated all of you for 20-plus years with the Patriots. And now the Patriots are just terrible. Yeah, we're we're welcoming back to the loser club. I I feel your your pain. I think a lot of really crappy franchises are saying, "No, you don't." <laughs> That's true, but the Patriots were really bad in the '90s. Well, not really. Yeah, bad. were you They're watching the bad. Pats in the '90s? I uh, don't, not for a second. I just know yeah, that the year either. before I was born and the year after I was born, the Patriots had a combined just like two wins. Exactly. My my parents always say, you don't know the torture that we went through. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. Because all I've done since I was eight years old is experience wins. <laughs> exactly. Was it? One, one we might experience that torture now. Uh, one NBA championship, one Stanley Cup championship, four World Series, and six Super Bowl championships later. Yep. And uh, we're all losers, except the Celtics. The one thing I can't win is a home league championship, so that's... (laughs) You know, it's crushing. It's crushing when you go to a family party and your mother-in-law says, "Um, don't you lose every year? (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't lose. It depends on what you call losing. In the home ten league. wins every year, eight to ten wins every year. They get to the playoffs, and I you lose, you lose, I choke you it lose. away, you lose. Yeah. Anyway, I I'm still holding like four points. What was it? Four or six points? I can't remember. You know what I'm gonna go for? What's that? I'm gonna miss the playoffs this year. I'm gonna win like five games, six games. I'm gonna try to still be the highest score in the league, just for fun. There should be. Yeah, I was. I was. I heard this on a podcast a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago for fantasy football, and they said, "Should we add a spot for the team that scores the most fantasy points? Because every year, there's always a team that doesn't make the playoffs, but is one of the highest scoring teams in the league because they get shafted on who they play on a week to week basis. So As of right now, there'd actually be two of us in our league because I think the highest scoring the league is zero and two, and it's not me." <laughs> that's a, that's a massive fail. It's actually it makes me laugh, but it makes you think though. Maybe the sixth spot instead of going to the the highest record getter, it goes to the highest score. Mm, be... Or you add a seventh spot and have it be that guy, the wild wild cat. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but anyway, welcome into the pod. Um, as usual, we're gonna do our booms and busts, break down what happened this week. And then, um, and then uh, get into some waiver wire ads. So we'll go through quickly the uh, the weekly recap stuff and the booms and busts. But 
Um, before we do that, check our website, fantasygymbins.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review, share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have for us. Rick, overarching view of the week. Um, we were at a wedding, so try your best. Um, yeah, I... I didn't really get to watch actually a lot of NFL football this week. Probably the least I'm going to watch all season. Um, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of bounce backs for some some players and teams that had bad first weeks. Yeah. But there's also some guys that you know, week one you don't panic at all. Week two you shouldn't panic, mm-hmm. but. If it's starting to panic to on some direction, guys. yeah, for real. Justin what, Fields. What, oh, oh, oh. Uh, we'll definitely get to some of those guys too, because I have some questions on the bust section um, of the podcast, but I was going to say one thing that I noted this week was the amount of high, high point. Like, listen to this at the quarterback position, just the quarterback position. A lot of yep. fantasy points scoring this week, top to bottom in four point touchdown leagues, Kirk cousins, 28. And I'm not going to tell you who, I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel Jones, 31, Kirk cousins, 28. I'm just going to keep going down the list. Mm-hmm. So the third guy, Russell Wilson, 26, 26, 25, 23, 23, 23, 22, 22, 22, 22, 21, 20, 21, 19, 18, 17, 16, 16, 16. So, like, we're going down into the QB20s at this point. A good week for quarterback. Yeah, very good week for quarterback. Same thing happened at the running back position. Um, a lot of really good performances. A little less so. Like I think the Q, I think the running back like fifteen had twelve. But if you look at the wide receiver position, it's the same trend because they're throwing the ball in that direction. A lot of really good performances at that position. And the tight end position too uh, was was a hot tamale. Uh, I think the worst performance on the week. You go all the way down. Uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 guys at the tight end position yeah. scored 10 or more points in PPR. Oh, that's for tight end. That's bad. Yeah, so, but it is interesting to see that. And we haven't got to these, Monday night, by the way. There's still four no, teams that have to play. But it's interesting to see all these quarterbacks play well and like have big fantasy weeks. But nobody this week, the highest scoring player in PPR was 32 points, which last week there was like three or four players yeah, that had like, 32 plus. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. So there was no monster week from anybody. Yeah. So, um, but that was my interesting, my interesting viewpoint on the week. A lot of, a lot of guys having decent fantasy weeks. So I would imagine there's a lot of hundred point scores in your leagues, 100, 130, 140 point scores. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some, uh, some booms and busts this week. We'll start with the quarterback position. Uh, from top to bottom, the top three guys this week that boomed, Daniel Jones, 31.7, so he came back. I was out on Daniel. After watching week one, I was so far My start of the week at quarterback. Not a bad – yeah, that was a good decision. And I actually didn't disagree with that. I was like, that's probably a good start. But I dropped him because I was like, this guy's this guy sucks. Now I, I, I sprint back to the waiver wire, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he was playing the Cardinals. Yeah, that's fair. Who's he playing this week? <laughs> the 49ers on Thursday night. Never mind. <laughs> Turn around. He's going to be our week. annual uh, one week. He's our start of the week. The next week, he's our start of the week. After the I saw week, the, the 31 points, I was like, this guy is, yeah, he's going to be that. He's going to he's gonna be like a high-end streaming option. 
Yep. But here's but my problem. Sucks, here's my problem this week. Points. I'll talk to you later about this on Wednesday when we uh, when we were when we're recording starts and sits and stuff like that. But I need a quarterback this week. If if Anthony Richardson uh, does not play, I don't know the I don't know what's going on. He'll probably be back. Is he had a concussion? But, maybe maybe. Yeah, not. that's he'll be questionable probably leading up to it. I need I need him to play, but like dude's gonna get hurt every five minutes. We got uh, Matt Stafford. I mean, we'll talk about some other guys, but. Anyway, um, Kirk Cousins had 28.6 on Thursday night. Um, I think we already maybe touched on that on last week's shows. And then Russell Wilson had 21, uh, 26.1. So Russ having a good week. Let Russ cook. Uh, the funny thing for Rick, I was actually thinking about this. Um, the top fantasy scorers, because Rick and I, we punted. We punted quarterback. Yep. Hardcore. And um and Rick's got this Kirk Cousins guy here, had a good night. Yeah, it's Kirk Cousins fellow. Uh, I well, when 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 um, what's his name? Anthony Richardson was alive. I was getting a lot of he fantasy was, points. He was doing really well. He was doing really well. So lots of good things. He's a QB eight right now in fantasy football. You know who QB seven is, Rick? Tell me who the QB seven is. Uh, tell me. Mac Jones. Whoa! You know who the QB one is? <laughs> Yes. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> the pocket passes it back. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Russ has a good week. I don't know if that'll be sustainable. They are they are zero and two, but the offense looks so much better than it did last year. So um, that probably won't stick around. Uh, bust at the quarterback position. We had Trevor Lawrence with nine point two. That one's really sad. Uh, the Chiefs. He could be on our buy low shows. That's or buy high. What point. is it? Him and Joe Burrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Tua had 13.3. You know what's hilarious about this? Hey, there's your sit of the week. I gave this guy as a sit of the week, and I was scrolling through Twitter on Sunday morning, getting ready to go to this wedding and, and watch football, right, uh, at 1 o'clock for at least a short yeah. amount of time I had. And I, I saw this guy tweet out that Tua was a start of the week for him. And I commented, like, against New England, question mark? Like, what? Um. So, yeah, don't don't start your fantasy quarterbacks unless it's like a it, you know, unless you have like a matchup proof quarterback, don't start your quarterbacks against the Pats. Yeah, or any elite defense. Hey, hey, Rick, this week I need a quarterback, yeah. and Zach Wilson's on the wave of wire. Should I pick him up and start him against the Pats? Yeah, dude, he's a lock for at least ten points. <laughs> yeah, uh, don't start uh, players against. <laughs> against the quarterbacks no. against the Pats defense, unless they're matchup proof. Um, so two at 13, Joe Burrow has 16. So like, it's funny to see some of these busts here uh, with 16 points. Cause yep. I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with 16 uh, fields at 16. Yeah. Points, I don't so. love that though. If it's Joe Burrow. So a couple more questions here. So Joe Burrow, obviously it seems like he's dealing with injuries. Um, yeah. Are you concerned? A little bit. But at the same time, it's Joe Burrow, it's the Bengals, and last year they also started out too. The bigger concern isn't necessarily the bad start; it's more of the injury. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll be fine. And then um, panic meter one to ten for Justin Fields. I'm at like a seven or eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a six or seven. I'm a little bit lighter, but you know, be Justin Fields. I love him. Um, rushing like the fact that he had a bad game and he had 16 points is. Justin Fields. So, yeah. Um, I mean, he didn't have any, he only had four rushing attempts for three yards and a rushing touchdown. But for real, I only put 
four quarterbacks on here because Burrow and Fields were so close together that it was like. I will say, did you see his pick six at the end of the game? Justin Fields. Yeah. No, I didn't. Was it bad? I, I didn't watch any of the game really, but you just saw the pick. I just saw this clip on Twitter. Well, because it was it was a clip on Twitter. Yeah. It was seventeen twenty late in the fourth quarter, so they had a chance to go down and tie the game, but they were like backed up in in the red zone in their own red zone, and he was about. He took the snap and like three guys on the Buccaneers had like a free rush on him. Mm-hmm. And after the after the game, the Bucks linebacker, I forget his name, said the Bears ran this play three plays in a row. We knew it was coming. It's like, are you serious? And not only that, so he he has to run away from the pass rushers and he's about to take a safety. So as he's falling down, he just throws the ball up in the air because he can't take a safety there or else the game's over. And the Buccaneers intercept it and walk in for a touchdown. Oh, so that's why it was as bad as it was. Yeah, so it wasn't like uh, that's not the good. numbers don't help. He wasn't good anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the Bears team is just awful. <sighs> the Bears seem to have a lot of problems with um, coaching, <laughs> no matter who they yeah. bring in. Um, all right, let's talk about some running back booms and busts. We had Brian Robinson, 28.9 points. The workhorse that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say, I I will say he did have a good game, but there is this infatuation with Brian Robinson over there in Washington. And uh, it's working. Love him. So, hey, all the power to him. Uh, waiver wire pickup of the week for me. Rick said Roshan Johnson. I said Kyron Williams. And Cam Akers is on the trade block and inactive. Yeah. So ninety six percent of the snaps went to Kyron Williams. He had twenty eight points. Could this be like a? I have two questions. A. Could this be mm-hmm. a a a James Robinson like pickup like from a couple of years ago where James Robinson ended up being really good as a, like the season went along and uh, I think he was like what top top twelve top fifteen at the running back position and he was a waiver wire pickup. Um, yep. And B. My other question is. Should I just be starting this guy on a week to week basis? Uh you might you might, especially with Akers gone out of the picture, which by the way, side note, put Akers is available. Yeah, good luck getting a sixth round pick for him. <laughs> um Kyron Williams, he's not like efficient. He only had three yards of carry in each week, but yeah. ten targets, six catches, and a receiving touchdown and forty eight receiving yards to go with. 14 carries is yeah. really good. 95% snap percentage is really good. So he's he's approaching that. I, and on honestly, he did that against San Francisco. That's so he might saying. be a start no matter what. So that's what I was going to say, 28 points against – because I think I had him as a sit this week. I did, um, yeah. He was – you, well, you had Kyron Williams. Well, I, I have Kyron Williams. You had Cam Akers. Yeah. So good job. That was, a, that was, that was an easy – it was an easy layup there. I guess. <laughs> he literally got sad. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kyron was 28. I would agree with Rick. Um, I don't know if he's going to have the level of, I need to see it for like a month uh, before I start to, to dictate what that is. Cause the Rams look a lot better offensively. So that's good. But um, yeah. I want to see a little bit more before I determine whether or not he can like, he can actually like be one of those waiver wire breakout running backs and, and give you more than what you anticipated. This is why you play the waiver wire, make trades, do all that good stuff. Um, but as far as starting him, I, you probably have to at this point. I would I would do it. Um, and then yeah. Shake and Bake got 27.2 before taking the L and getting an ankle Ooh. injury. So 
Um, he is. I knew he got an ankle injury, but he's expected to miss three weeks. Yeah, so he's going to be out for a little bit. Report. I'm going to start with this because this is going to be on the waiver wire show. I don't want nothing to do with anybody in the backfield of the Giants. Oh my gosh, dude. Thursday night football is going to be awful. It's going to be a dumpster fire. It'll be fifty to nothing, 49ers. The Giants, man, they're going to start. They're going to start weak. Um, Alexander <laughs> Madison, uh, the busts. Piled up this week. Alexander Madison, 4.9 points, so he was terrible. I have Kyron Williams, so I'm like, hey, you know what, Alexander yep. Madison, oh, frick if, you. Uh, if I were you, I was seriously would not start Madison. Yeah, so, um, I would start Kyron Williams every single week over out. I Alexander wish I could Madison. trade him, but no one in the league is going to take Madison. Um, <laughs> Damian not. Pierce. This is one question I had for you. Damian Pierce, 5.5 points this week. Last week, and he had six or seven. Mm-hmm. He's had two bad weeks in a row. Um what are your concerns on Damian Pierce? I haven't really got to watch a lot of Texans football because I don't really want to. And I don't have a lot of Damian Pierce. Strapped. So like I've kind of been away from that. But just looking at the numbers, he's been very inefficient. I mean, two yards a carry is not good at all. I, it seems like they want to pass with Stroud and it's working as well. So they, they're kind of shifting from being a run first team to a pass first team. And I don't think their interior offensive line is very good either. And last year, Pierce, he had moments like that, but he would then break off like a 60-yard run for a touchdown and it would fix his week. So without having those monster plays, like he might just be that. And I'd be I'd be pretty concerned if I had Damian Pierce. Yeah, if, the, if it's a possibility to sell him to a team that's looking to buy low, um, yeah, might I would not consider be, it. I would consider it and just see if, you know, obviously don't sell him for nothing, but. Um, you know, try to see if you can get something for him. His snap percentages through two weeks, 46%. Uh, Singletary is 27. Mike Boone has 30%. So he's, he's not, he's leading. He's the not the field. passing work. So any, any passing down, it feels like they're taking him out. Yeah. It's, it's going, it's Mike Boone has four targets. And That's Damian gross. Pierce has six targets. So like they've only targeted the running back position, I think 11 times. Um, yeah, that's gross. But yeah, so like you, you would think that you know CJ Stroud would target the running back position, but he's not. Um, all right, let's talk about some wide receiver booms. We had Keenan Allen with thirty-one. Love Keenan Allen, the old man, Herbert, old man doing good. Uh, another waiver wire darling here, Puka Nakua, thirty from the Rams too. One from the Rams, uh, thirty point one fantasy points. He had twenty targets this week. He has over thirty on the season, and um. This is an interesting one because he's a must start every week. He's a must start every week until Cooper Cup gets back. But and even then, he might still be. He might still be after that. I personally, if I had Puka Nakua, I would start him in my flex yeah. from now until whenever Cooper Cup gets back. And when Cooper Cup Cup gets back, I might, if I have the ability to do this, I might take him out of my lineup. And put them on my week, bench just, just that week, just to see how they how they space yeah. it. Because I don't want to I don't want to risk. I mean, unless you really are into risk plays, so go for it. But like me, yeah. So, but I mean, twenty targets. If 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 Cooper Cup comes back and that gets cut down to like eight, I'm still happy with Puka Nakua getting eight targets a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Evans, twenty nine point one. Build my fancy week. Hey, yeah, this is unbelievable. I. Just when you think Mike Evans is dead. Nope. We'll see. Baker Mayfield will collapse. Should have known another thousand yard year was a lock. Yeah. 
Yeah, I should have should have guessed that. I mean, I thought Godwin was going to be a better fit with Baker. Yeah. So I was in on Godwin, but it seems like Evans is the guy for Baker. Um, which I wasn't fully expecting, but I probably should have, I guess. Yeah. Um, bust at the wide receiver position. We had Calvin Ridley five point two. Um, so he had a tough week. Everyone, yeah. everyone for against the Chiefs had a tough week, except uh, Christian Kirk. Oh, yeah, which, Christian Kirk. It, that that was one of those like Bro, I should have seen coming. You know what I will say? I kind of did. Zay Jones had two touchdown catches, but the moron couldn't keep his feet in bounds on two separate series. Did he? Yep. I didn't watch the game, so oh my gosh, six carries, zero, six targets, zero catches for Zay Jones. Yeah, so he but had, Christian he had Kirk two touchdown catches. Did had one game. point in week one, and then going into week two, like pregame, they were saying like, "Oh, the Jaguars." What is it? They targeted him thirteen times, right? Fourteen targets. Unbelievable. So going into week two, I was like, "Okay, well, he's probably gonna they're gonna try to get him involved." And then pregame for the game, like five minutes before kickoff, and they're just talking about it. Yeah. But like, and expect Christian Kirk to have a big game. They plan to use him heavy today after not using him in week one. I was like, <laughs> should have known. Yep. Uh, 14 Jerry, targets. Jerry Judy had 5.5 points this week. My start of the week at wide receiver. Um, yeah, he collapsed. So, uh, I, I, you know, we, I'm not going to sound the alarm because he did have a good end to the season last year. Not going to sound the alarm until he's like fully back and they feel comfortable yeah. getting. And that was back. his first game back. It might have been an uh, injury. It might have been like T Higgins. T Higgins week one, right, where he got uh, zero target, eight targets, zero catches. Uh, yeah, but it's not like he, he only had five targets, so it's not like he. This is Jerry Judy's all cardio game. Get out there, run some routes there, Jerry. Oh boy. Uh, AJ Brown, six point nine points. So we we might have hit on that last week. Uh, we recorded our show after our second and third show, our third and fourth show after the Thursday night football game. But yeah, um, yeah. He so he has a tough week. He actually had a touchdown catch, um, like a yeah. fifty yard touchdown catch that was called Take back on a holding. So yeah. um, I'm not concerned about AJ Brown, but I would uh, the guys I would be uh, and I'm not concerned about Calvin Ridley, but Jerry Judy I would be I'd be a little bit concerned. Yeah, I would be. I mean, I am too a little bit, but again, it is his first game back. So yeah. if he does that again next week, then it's yeah, like okay. Sound the alarm. Uh, tight end yeah. booms. Uh, TJ Hawkinson 25.6. So so far, by Hawk. far and away right now, Hawk with his massive volume is is um he's a tight end one. Yeah, for, for PPR darling, bro. For now. Um, Getting eight targets a game. Hunter Henry right now, I think it's a tight end two on the season. He has yeah. 17.2. So he has, he's been consistently there. I said this last week on the show where you should pick him up. I don't know if I'm going to have to reference him again because I hope you guys picked him up already. But Hunter Henry is a great ad at this point. And 100%. like, if you watch the Pats game, like there's one common theme. Mac doesn't have anyone else to throw the ball to consistently besides Hunter Henry, and he's gonna do it seven times a game, eight times a game, and uh, and it's pretty consistent. You know what I mean? Because Hunter Henry catches it. So as long as this dude stays healthy, yeah. I don't expect him to have 17 points every week or 16 points because he's not a, he's not gonna catch a touchdown every week. That would be absurd. Right. But like he can fall in right around 10 points a week. And when he catches a touchdown, he's in the 17 to 20 range. I like that. Yeah, agreed. Mark Andrews had 15.5, so there you go, Rick, your fourth round pick. Yeah. And then uh, so he better be getting 15 points a week, <laughs> 15 to 16 points. For real. And now Odell's out. <clears throat> Odell had an ankle injury, so um, saddle up Zay, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews. 
Yes, um, sir. Tight end bust. George Kittle had six. He's kind of had a, a little bit of a tough start to the season. Yeah. Um, Dalton Schultz had 7.4. So not horrible, but is what it is. This is. The tight end position was so good this week. It's unbelievable. Um, and then Dallas Goddard was 8.2. So There is one guy who's not on this list, though. Was it? Kyle Pitts. Oh, I forgot. Three that. points. Frick. So you can move everyone down. Dallas Goddard, not a bust anymore. Uh, Three-point Kyle Pitts. Is, is it, I mean, Kyle Pitts and bust are in the same sentence. Dude, he had the, All the so time. I, I don't know. Was it earlier when I was talking about Ritter? Mm-hmm. In that same game, the one this week, obviously. But I, I didn't get to watch a lot of football this week, as I mentioned earlier. But yeah. in that game, he had Pitts open in the end zone, and he just overthrew him. And I was like, of course. Of course. Yeah, freaking unbelievable. That's what he does. What a head question, but yeah. Yep. So, um, anyway, uh, very interesting very interesting week for fantasy football. Hopefully you are, are getting a win this week, um, or if you lost, you know, we'll help you bounce back this week, get you some trades. You know, there's, still, there's still time to rebuild. Always be proactive. That's my tip of the day. Because a lot of people go, oh, my team's fine, and then wait till week five, and then they're 0-4, or 1-4. And, and then they're like, oh, I don't know, what do I do now? Well, you waited too long, bud. You're screwed. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about some waiver wire guys this week. Um, who are you looking at at quarterback, Rick? Um, You know, there's a couple guys here. Uh you're gonna hate me. Oh God! I don't think Sam Howell is that bad. He has the rushing. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many points he got in a four-point touchdown league. Like, I should probably double-check that. Yeah. I know in our league he had twenty-three, but in a four-point he probably had twenty. 20 Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So yeah. not bad. And that was against Denver. I mean, he made some really good throws in that game. I'm not saying that he should be a weekly guy that you start. Yeah. But. He's someone that you should keep your eye on as a streaming option. Um, Buffalo and Philly next two games are kind of tough, but then he has Chicago, Atlanta, New York Giants. Mm-hmm. So he's got some easy games there. So somebody that if you want to add in stash, I don't think is a bad idea right now. Um, a guy that I would take a look at is, um, and no, Mac Jones is not a pickup for me yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah, only had fourteen points. That's the key. Week. So I did say he was QB seven on the season, but it's been two weeks. Cool your Jets. <laughs> um, what about guy, um? I would a guy what? I would say is um you know if if somebody in your league like myself panic dropped him, uh, Daniel Jones would would have to be an ad this week. I mm-hmm. just add him. You I I don't want you to play him. I I really don't. Yep. Not against San Francisco on Thursday night with Darren Waller as his only weapon and no run game. Um, so I wouldn't play him this week. But um, I'd rather have him on my team ready to go in case, you know, something happens or you need a quarterback in the next couple of weeks. Um, Stroud also had a really good week, so he might be a decent streaming option depending on matchup in the future. Um, but, yeah, so I, I don't – like right now the quarterback position is still kind of in flux a little bit yeah, um, in terms of who, who can be good and who can be bad. But C.J. Stroud is playing Jacksonville next week, so that should be an easier matchup. A good stream. But they held Patrick Mahomes to seven. They, Patrick Mahomes had 23 fantasy points, but they only scored 17 total points in the game. So, One guy who we didn't mention really quick that yep. could 
probably be number one on this list. Probably should be. I'd probably put him higher than Sam Howell if he's available, and that's Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. Uh, 23 points in week one, 20 points this week. He's doing this without Christian Watson. Yeah. He's had some pretty easy matchups, the Bears and Falcons, but his schedule isn't really that hard anyway. He has the Saints which this week, which could be kind of tough, but then like the Lions and the Raiders. So he has the Vikings in week eight. If he's available. Um, so if he's available, which he is still available in a decent amount of leagues. So um, pick him up. If not, though, you could get one of the other guys we talked about. All right, let's bounce to the running back position here and talk about some guys. Now, snap percentage-wise, uh, Justice Hill had – the majority of the snaps in the game, Gus Edwards got the goal line work. Um, I said last week, and I continue to believe, Rick can disagree if he wants and give me the counterpoints, but I continue to believe that Justice Hill and Gus Edwards are not ads uh, for me at all with Baltimore because we do this every year with the Ravens running back room and the main guy gets hurt and then they bounce between two, yeah. three, four guys and everyone's trying to find the guy for the Ravens and it's like, not you know what, the guy is Lamar Jackson. That's the running back you want. Right. No, I don't disagree. I I mean, they, maybe one of them, sh- like if they're available, you should probably pick them up to roster them, but none of them really, neither guy excites me. If you got they, they pretty much run a 50-50 split. Um, now, if you picked up Roshan Johnson last week or he just stayed available in your league, uh-huh. I would pick up Roshan this week still. Um, the snap yeah. percentages are starting to increase for him, but it's going to yeah. take a little bit like – the Bears are kind of a mess, and it's yes. going to take time for Roshan Johnson to kind of figure things out because they still believe in Khalil Herbert. So this is not going to be like an instant dealio for Ro- Roshan Johnson, but I feel like at any week he, he could break off you know, yeah. a big run or something could happen, and then all of a sudden that's when they just shift to giving Roshan all of the carries. And So it's like at any moment the shift could happen, and you want to have him on your team when that does happen. Because I think ultimately this season at some point, it, it will at least be a 50-50. Yeah, I mean, it, he's already surpassed four men on the depth chart. And then this week, he uh, he only had four carries for 32 yards, which is eight yards a carry, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But Herbert only had seven carries for 35 yards. So it wasn't like Herbert was dominating. Yeah. The uh, And they and then Herbert had three targets. Roshan had two. So, so Herbert still is the guy. It was a 60-40 split. But if that's starting to get close, and I think by the time you get to week five, week six, week seven, week eight, I think Roshan will probably surpass Herbert if it keeps going the way that it's going. The only problem is that Bears team, man, is just looking real bad. So mm-hmm. he should still be all known, should still be a priority if he's not already picked up in your league. Uh, two guys that I would keep an eye on. Um, one, Tajay Spears with the Tennessee Titans. Um, Derrick Henry is 400 years old. He hit, literally had 30 touches this week, I think. And Did he? Yeah, something around there. Oh, wow, big change from week one. Yeah, so he, he had a crazy amount of work. But the snap percentages stayed the same for Tajay Spears this week. It was around 30 35%. So I would stash him. And if you, if you need a handcuff for... Derrick Henry, which I highly suggest you would go get Spears. That's the guy you want. Um, if you don't have Taja Spears, I don't think you necessarily want to add him, but he will become the new hotness on the waiver wire if something happens to Derrick Henry. Everyone will run to get Taja Spears. So he's clearly the number two guy. If you have Derrick Henry, I would add him as your handcuff. 
Um, if you don't, if if you have a deeper bench, a league with deeper benches, and you know you have five, you have seven, eight, nine bench spots, then yeah, add Taja Spears. Like I don't have a problem with that. But bro, you're not running to the waiver wire to pick up Matt Barita. No, not for a second. <laughs> See you later, Matt Barita. Um, yeah. And then the other guy I was gonna say, and Rick, you can bring up anyone else you think it can think of, but Devin A. Chain from Miami finally was active this week. Um, he didn't get a lot of work. I think he was only like 11% of the snaps this week. So, you know, it's going to be a slow, slow fade. But if it's early in the season, you're looking for a guy that may have upside, A-Chain might not be a bad idea. Especially, like, Mostert had a ton of work the other night, and he's, like, old as crap. So, um, at any point, I think something can happen, and A-Chain will get on the field, and, and those zone runs are just absolutely, absurdly good for Miami. So, yeah. If uh, if Montgomery misses this week, um, would you consider picking up Craig Reynolds? No, because I feel like most of the work is going to go to Gibbs, right? See, because when Montgomery went down in the game, Reynolds ended up getting not a lot of work, but he got three carries and a target as well. There could so, be something there, but like, how long? So I don't think the they want to give the Gibbs too much work. So. Uh, it was expected to be more serious, but it seems like he's mostly fine, but he's okay, considered so day to day. So he, he, he might game, miss this week. Yeah. If he misses one game this week, I would say no. And the reason why is, do you expect it to start Craig Reynolds this week? No. Okay, so, so I would just, I would just avoid it. All yeah, time. no, I agree. Um, all right. Any other running backs? Uh, I think that's probably it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some wide receivers here. Um, I th- this is a, a very interesting list for the week. Um, there's a couple of guys that are really intriguing to me. Um, one guy that I did take a look at. I think he only got like sixty sixty five percent of the snaps, but he did have eight targets in the game. Was Jaden Reed for Green Bay? Um, Christian Watson is out, so yeah. there's. Like he he's gonna be a lot of people's number one waiver wire pickup, but the issue with Jaden Reed is like he had a really great week this week. Um, I think he had twenty fantasy points, something like that. Um, nineteen point seven fantasy points this week. So like he's gonna be one of the the hot the the hottest ads of the week, and there's upside there. But if Christian Watson comes back, I I don't see. Like I, I would say I don't know if you disagree with this, but I feel like all eight of those targets are just going to go to Christian Watson. Maybe not all eight, but yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a majority of his work. So yeah, so I would I would be in that. Like Dobbs is kind of his role is kind of like decreasing a little bit. So Jaden Reed is becoming the number two. So I think there's upside there. Um, yeah, but even then, I don't know if that's true because the Falcons have AJ Terrell, who's one of the most underrated corners in the league. And he was matched up on Dobbs all day. And Dobbs is an okay receiver, but he's not good enough to to beat Terrell. Beat, yeah. to win that matchup. So it opened things up for Reed, who was on like the second, third corners. Mm-hmm. I, I think if Watson comes back and Dobbs is matched up on second corners, like I, I think Dobbs is still probably the number two over Reed. So I'm not really that high on Reed, honestly, this week. Okay. Um, Sky Moore, four catches on five targets, or was it four catches? Three catches on four targets. Three catches on four targets. There you go. Um, did catch a touchdown in the game, so he had an okay week. Um, he's owned in a lot of leagues right now, so I don't know if it's even possible to get him, 
But if he's available, I'd just add him out of speculation because the Chiefs don't have a wide receiver one. And hopefully at some point in the next four or five weeks that it just like flips. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a couple guys for me um, and it's not the top guys. Uh, I think Robert Woods is, he's an old man. So it's like, it's not super exciting, but He's the starting slot guy in that Texans offense right nine now. Nine targets? Tank Dell. Well, Robert Woods also had nine targets. He had 10 the week before. Um, Tank Dell, too. I mean, if you want to, the, the problem is both guys, like, t- I'd probably rather Tank Dell because his ceiling is higher, but they both had really good weeks mm-hmm. um, and could be options going forward. Woods, I only say because you can get it for free. Tank Dell might already be owned or, um, People might go crazy, so if you miss out on Tank Dell. But him too, yeah, Tank Dell, Robert Woods. Um, I think see, you pre-reported, so I don't know how good he did. But Shahid is interesting because he had a really good week one. And do you think Michael Thomas lasts more than like week six? Um, no. So Michael Thomas goes out, Raheed Shahid, probably going to get a lot of targets mm-hmm. with the Saints. So he's, he's one I could see being a nice little stash as well. Um, so I would say that I, I'm really, I like the Texans receivers. It seems like they, they're letting CJ Stroud air it out, which is rare for a rookie, but uh, it's a good thing for the receivers. And then keep your eye on Ray Shahid. And I think he's a pretty good pickup. All right. So I was going to say too, so some guys you didn't really say that I'm kind of surprised you didn't. Marvin Mims only got 24% of the snap. So that's why I didn't say it. Okay, uh, that is concerning. He had two catches, 113 yards. So keep an eye. Keep an eye. He's he's someone who I think as the season goes on will get more work, but as of right now, he's like the fourth wide receiver. Sean Payton is making him earn yeah. <laughs> to be the wide receiver three. Meanwhile, on the team. he has 113 uh, yards. He's clearly the third best receiver, maybe even better than Sutton, who knows, but he just doesn't – he's burying him right now. It's like uh, – it's like – Demario Douglas for the Patriots. Now, if you missed out on Puka last week, um, yeah. a good uh, bargain basement buy here would be Tutu Atwell. Um, yeah. Atwell had um, – he didn't have, like, a huge game this week at 15 points, but um, he did end up with nine targets and a 94% snap percentage, so he's been getting a really good lot games. of work. I figured, um, though, if you listened to our show last week, you would have already picked up Tutu. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, just a, a reminder ad. There you go. So, uh, any other wide receivers? No. Okay, uh, let's quickly talk about the tight end position, uh, which is absolute garbage. Uh, I'm going to say Hunter Henry um, as an ad, obviously. Um, But outside of that, like Zach Ertz did have a good week this week, but how much do we want old men tight ends? Mm, And I know Rick is Not really, but he is getting old. As long as Dobbs is the quarterback, he likes his old man tight ends, so. Dobbs, and Ertz was good last year before Dobbs he got like, hurt. Dobbs kind of looks like, no offense to Dobbs, but he kind of looks like somebody like, they ever watch uh, Star Wars Clone Wars? And you have the, uh, what do they call those things on, on that? I know where you're going Dothamir, with this. the zombies. That's what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> he kind of scares me a little bit. Look into his eyes and you, no know, comment. you know you're going to lose. <laughs> Uh, do you have any um, tight ends? Not really. I mean, maybe Jake Ferguson if he's available. I'm not – I don't love it, but he had seven targets in week one, and then this week he had a touchdown. So, like, 
he's going to be one of those gross streaming tight ends. But you know who was pleasantly surprising me? Who's Sam that? Sam Laporta. Yeah, you were out on him. I was out on him because I don't like rookie tight ends, but he's getting he's getting an okay target share. He's what he's yeah. what they wanted. Hawkinson's too much money to just target six times a game. <laughs> yeah, true. So, good point. Sam Laporta, nice and cheap. You can target him five, six times a game. You're good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you don't like Jawan Johnson. Johnson? We didn't. We we don't get to watch Monday Night Football, but uh, yeah, unless he gets like twenty points tonight, I'm good. Okay. Um. Who? Who? Uh. Yeah, there was no one at the tight end position. I was actually earlier today looking at Kate Otten and his numbers because he did have six targets, six catches for forty-one yards in this game. Oh, there you go. Um, and he's getting a lot of like he's he's out there for almost all the offensive snaps, ninety seven percent the last two weeks. So um he's he's a guy that you could keep an eye on over the next couple weeks if, if the role starts to expand for him. Mm-hmm. Um how long has he been in the league, by the way? Three years, two years? This is the uh... second year. This is the second year. So yeah, just keep an eye on that. Yeah. Guy. Keep an eye on him because he might be okay. But I think the number one ad is is probably Henry. Yeah, if he's available, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Any more thoughts on these waiver wire ads? Uh, I think that's it. Okay. There you go. Recap of week two. Lots of information thrown in your friggin' face. Uh, and we got waiver wire ads. Go pick up those players. Improve your team. We got some more stuff coming at you this week, including a Thursday night preview coming down tomorrow. Please check out that episode because no one watches it for whatever reason. And we'll see you later, guys. <laughs> see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.